Hello everyone. Welcome once again to the Christian Vibe podcast with your host Kaguta Simon. This is a place where I inspire you to live the God kind of life, the life that we have received because of our faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a blessing and honor to be with you today and I'm fully persuaded that God is up to something with your life and that everything concerning our lives is for the glory of God. In this episode, we are going to discuss about fellowship of communion with God. We in this generation are so privileged by God to be alive after the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ because by this we who are strangers to the promise have now been grafted in by his death and resurrection. Having now been aligned to the purpose and will of God by his grace, we then have to strengthen ourselves in him and this starts at the place of fellowship with God in communion. Fellowship can be an ambiguous word, for many have used it to mean different things, but in this episode, we'll explore the place of fellowship in communion with God. 1 John chapter 1 verses 3 says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. God is a God of personal relationship, and the relationship we have in God is a father-son relationship and this is the very reason why salvation is personal. God has always identified himself with man from a point of relationship. He always referred to himself as God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. And he wants to be a personal God to us and not just someone we hear about but someone we can commune with in fellowship and have deep experiences in and by him. The idea of fellowship was what was in the mind of God since the creation of man. We see God establish the concept of Sabbath and the different feasts, for example the Feast of the Tabernacles, which were a point of communion with him, which God himself made. We even see this same mindset in Jesus Christ when he came. He shared his heart with his disciples. He loved them and always taught them about who he was and why he came. He always sort of establishing a relationship with them. He did not hide himself from the people who needed him. He taught them and went into their houses and dined with them. He always prayed for them and he emphasized the unity and oneness with God which is the core of fellowship. We can't claim to have fellowship with one whom we are not united with in understanding, spirit, body, status and other social aspects. We also see this same mindset of fellowship continue among us the early believers in that they gave themselves more to fellowship and communion with God and with one another. Acts chapter 2 verses 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. The purpose of preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ is to introduce men to God so that they also may have fellowship with him. This is the biggest difference between Christianity and other religion, in that other religion, we see men are presented to a God that is far from them and seek to distance himself from the common believer and only appear to a select few who stand to bridge the gap between the two in worship and in sacrifices. The majority of the believers are spectators and not active participants in worship and in sacrifices. That is why we don't see personal commitment between the common person and their God, but 
they have just to fulfill certain religious requirements and no place is given for communion with their God. On the other hand, Christianity presents a God who wants a personal relationship with him, with his worshippers, and not just sacrifices and offerings. For Psalms chapter 40 verses 6 in the Message Bible says, Doing something for you, that is God, bringing something to you, that's not what you are after. Being religious, acting pious, that's not what you are asking for. You have opened my ears so I can listen. God opens our ears so that we can listen to him, and this results in fellowship and relationship. It is therefore required of every believer to have a personal relationship and fellowship with God. For that is how God relates with, to us and he has already set the pace by inviting us into communion and fellowship with him. He is ever ready and willing to welcome any who dare come to him just like the prodigal son. He doesn't want us to first perfect ourselves or meet certain requirements but he welcomes any who would make up his mind to come to him. So fellowship begins at the place of knowledge because knowledge opens our ears and eyes to see that he seeks fellowship with us at his cost. Fellowship is established in light and not in darkness. We worship the God we know and can claim to know a God and not worship him because in knowledge we learn worship and fellowship with him. The knowledge of God is different from other forms of knowledge in that it not only opens our eyes and ears but it exposes us that we are nothing without God and that is why men are converted just by hearing about God and might never turn from drug addiction or in other conditions even after several processes of re rehabilitation. Fellowship is twofold, that is, the fellowship between believers and man's fellowship with God. But in this session, we will focus on fellowship of communion with God. Fellowship simply means to be joined in participation or companionship with another. In fellowship, the heart and the mind is one and there is contribution from both parties involved in the conversation and deep sharing of the secrets of the heart. That is why it is a personal thing. Fellowship is a personal experience, though we can have communal experience, but it comes still at the pace and the place of yielding to God, which is personal. It is one-on-one -on -one experience we have with God, in which sometimes even word can't be enough to explain it what we have really experienced. Fellowship is not a passive experience, but one in which both parties contribute towards the association. In this case, as we worship the Lord and seek and see Him, we are changed into His likeness. Our imperfection vanishes while we take on His form. That is why it is not possible to be in the presence of God and in fellowship and not get an answer or change from a certain situation. How we commune with God in fellowship is shaped by these four components. That is number one, faith. This is the most important fundamental in the Christian faith. It has been taught and emphasized enough that we are convinced that without this, we don't have a personal relationship with God. It is the gaze of a human soul upon a saving God. For Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. 
For he that come to God must believe that he is, and that is the reward of them that diligently seek him. It is faith that brought us to this table, and it is that same faith that will keep us here. In our faith in God, we understand that we need him in communion and are compelled to worship and commune with him because we understand the place we have in him. Our faith in God points to our soul and spirit that there is no equal to God. God has to take the preeminence over all things. As our soul gazes upon this God, we are brought to a realization that there is no one like him and are compelled to worship and commune with him. The second component is prayer. This is the first line of communication with God. In prayer, we commune with God in words. We express our needs, our desire, and our wants to Him, and in turn, He presents us Himself, which is the answer to all our questions and need, for He is the fullness that fills all things. Prayer is a two-way channel, where our desires are presented to God, and His will is revealed to us. It is what has been emphasized by our forefathers in the faith, and even our very own Master emphasizes. For Paul in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 17 says, Pray without ceasing. And again Mark in Mark chapter 6 verses 46 said, And when he had sent them away, he departed into the mountain to pray. Our master always had time where he communed with the Father. He was always praying every night in the mountains. And when he left his disciples, when he was being taken into the into heaven. This same spirit continued on the believers, and we see on the day of Pentecost they had gathered together in fellowship and in prayer. Prayer is the key that opens great doors in the spirit world, which will eventually translate to the physical world. In prayer, we send creative forces that shape the world around us, and we are drawn near to God in fellowship. The third component is the word of God. In our fellowship with the Word of God, the Word itself is an experience that every believer must have to be in communion with God. The Word of God is the inspiration of God's heart, and so when we study it, we understand His heart and His will towards us. We understand His way of working and we get aligned to our purpose in the faith. The Word is a wonder of its own. When we dive into his experience, we are amazed at how much we can receive every day. The word is life, and it is this life that breeds the relationship we have in God. The communion in the word of God opens us up to the broadness of God and the integrity of his word. We are convinced that there is nothing better than what he has already offered to us. The fourth component is meditation. This is the core of the Christian faith in that when we are meditating on God and his word we are filling ourselves with his fullness and we are empty of ourselves in thinking of how amazing he is he unfolds himself and we understand more of his personality and his way and the world becomes empty to us because we are full of him communication involves both the use of words and emotion and in fellowship we understand the heartbeat and the emotion of God. There is so much in God that mere words and language sometimes is not enough to explain. And in meditation, the whole of the counsel and the heart of God is revealed to us.
Therefore, as sons and daughters of God, our relationship with our Father is shaped by our fellowship in communion with Him. Fellowship is the base of Christian growth. For to grow in God is to know His heart and, and this knowledge illuminates us so we are changed into Him. For Job chapter 22 verses 21 to 22 says, Acquaint now yourself with Him and be at peace. Thereby shall good come unto thee. Receive, I pray, the law from his mouth, and lay up his word into thine heart. We get acquainted with him if we receive his word and have communion with him. The place of fellowship in communion is the place of revelation. For Ephesians chapter 3 verses 9 says, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. There is so much hidden in God and that at the place of fellowship, He opens our hearts to receive these things. The place of fellowship is also a place of answer. We can't be attuned to God and miss the direction for our lives. So with all this, we can't afford not to be in constant fellowship with God. For the risk we take if we are not in sync with Him is greater than if we are attuned with His voice and His will which is found in the place of fellowship and communion with God. The life we live as Christians is a deliberate life because everything around us can give us excuse not to find time for God. But when our mind is made up about God, we will then worldly focus on Him. Every master at one point was an amateur, but because of constant exercising of himself, he attained mastery, and this applies to us as well. We start small in Him and grow bigger for his bottomless and calls us for the deep. For Psalms chapter 42 verse 7 says, Deep calls unto deep at the noise of thy water sprouts. All thy waves and all thy billows are gone over me. He is calling us to deeper relationship and communion with him. His invitation is for anyone who dare call upon him. Make up your mind to live a deliberate life in God and he will amaze you with how much is hidden in him. There is a place in us that can only be satisfied by God. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can also check out our previous episode of the Christian Vibe Podcast for life-changing and inspiring messages. Be sure to tune in next time for yet another wonderful time here on the Christian Vibe Podcast. Remain blessed.